Okay, we are back to our series. Why I must belong to a local church and be committed there. Why I must belong to a local church and belong there. Under that team, we have reached what is the local church? What is the local church? When we say the church or the local church, what does it mean? So we've been on a journey for more than three months, I guess, or three months we are in. Talking about why you need to belong to a local church and be committed there. One of the things we know is that the church is a school. And when you go to school, you study and things are made clearer. We started the journey by trying to find out what the word church meant. The word church simply means an assembly. It's from the Greek word ecclesia. Ecclesia meaning the called out. See, some Greek words, they sound like how some of our Akan words sound. Or let me say, you know there are some words that have two meanings. So when you say church, ecclesia, you are talking about two things. One, the called out people. And two, the called out people who gather. the called out people and then the gathering of the called out. If you say assembly, assembly can mean the gathering or a specific people gathering. So, when the Greek says Ecclesia, the first thing that comes into their head or mind is not our church. What comes to their mind as a Jew is the gathering of the called out people. They, if, like I've taught, the people of Israel, their life was just to paint a picture of what God was going to do. So to the Jew, when you say called out, they will tell you, yes, they were called out of Egypt. They were in bondage, and God brought them out. So they, they understand Ecclesia. When you say church, you are talking about the people who were in bondage in Egypt that were delivered by Moses through the mighty hand of God. And then, so when you say tomorrow there is an Ecclesia, they understand that the people who were delivered are supposed to gather. Then Jesus comes and says that I am going to build my ecclesia. I'm going to gather my people. So the Jew who he's talking to understand that when you talk about ecclesia, a church, you are talking about people who are going to be delivered 
And then the people who are delivered will gather. But this time, what they were used to, he is saying he's called out. So by the speaker of a statement, you understand what he's saying. He didn't say, I'm going to do what Moses did. He says, I will call out my church. And then he makes us understand that he was going to do that through his death, burial, and resurrection. Meaning that he's called out people who have something to do with his death, burial, resurrection. So we concluded that somebody can be called as a church of God if the person identifies with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Because when you identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, you can be called a called out person. But the difference between their called out and our called out is that they were called out of Egypt to the promised land. We are called out of bondage to light. We are called out of darkness, of sin, to the marvelous light of his son Jesus. So when you look at how Jesus spoke about church and how some of us went to church or church was introduced to us, then you can see that there is a, a gap because Jesus says, Perception of church and what church was about seems to be different from ours. The reason is that I've said that some of us entered to church or came to church by virtue of a problem. I know people who came to church because they were believing God for a child and then they told them there's a prophet. When you go to him, he's sharp. So how you came to church was by virtue of a need. Some wanted to travel Some had issues, sickness. So when we come to church, then it seems to mean that our reason for coming to church then becomes different from the reason Jesus established church. Sometimes you can do something for a long time and error can become right. So it's become a norm that you listen to radio and pastors are using problems to invite people to church. But Jesus never called people out because of their physical problem. When Jesus did a call out, he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. The rest he was talking about was eternal life. Does it mean when we come to church, our problems will be solved? No, your problems can't be solved, will be solved even. But that is not the reason we go to church. Because if the reason you go to church becomes problem, if you don't have a problem, you will not be motivated to go. If the reason you go to church is that one which your auntie be somewhere who somebody had a dream and saw that that auntie is the reason you are suffering. So if you're able to manage to deal with that auntie, what is the need of them going to church? But Jesus said, I will build my church and death cannot stop it. So when he resurrected, he then brought us a brighter picture of what he meant church was to be. Matthew 28, verse 18. 
Jesus is resurrected before the cross, before the death, before the burial. He says he was going to build his church through his resurrection. Now he's resurrected. So what were you talking about Jesus when you said church? Matthew, Matthew, 28, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them. Saying, so Jesus came, meaning he came from somewhere. It was when on he was going, he said he was going to build. Now he is come. So he came and said to them, saying, mm-hmm. All power is given all power me, in heaven in is heaven given unto me earth. in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore. Now go ye therefore. And teach all nations. And disciple all nations. The word teach. Is matatio in the Greek. M-A-T-H-E-T-E-U-O. Matatio. M-A-T-H-E-U-O. Matatio. Meaning make disciples. Better still, make students. So I am resurrected. The church is built. Go and tell people I have paid for their sins. They qualify to be called out. But when you are called out, you are not called out to stay at home. You are called out and now you become a student. So the idea of church that Jesus established is that when you become born again, you become a student of what saved you. And like we all know, a student who is not punctual in class will not do well. Your effectiveness is seen in your commitment. So he says, go and make disciples of men. I said to them on Thursday when we had service that you have to understand that the mindset of God is that he rescued us and made us rescuers. God rescued you as a sinner made you holy, and place inside of every one of us that is saved the ability to make another person saved. That's why you can pray for somebody to be healed. You can pray for somebody to speak in tongues. You can pray for somebody to be saved. Somebody who is not saved can make another saved. But if you are saved, you have been given the ability to rescue somebody. And the interesting thing is that Jesus is depending on you and I To do the work that he has done. And to be effective in that mandate. This church is the training center. Where you are equipped. So you can see it. Ephesians chapter 4. Why even we have prophets, evangelists, teachers. What's not to solve problems though? How some of us have turned it into business. Why a prophet was established? It was not to be a superstar. Why did God even call somebody as a prophet? Why was somebody established in a church called a pastor, a teacher? Ephesians chapter 4, start from 11. Ephesians chapter 4 from the verse 11. 
And he gave some apostles and some prophets. He says he gave some to be apostles. And some prophets. Some to be prophets. And some evangelists. And some to be evangelists. And some pastors and teachers. He says some to be pastoring teachers. For the perfecting. He says for the perfecting. The reason there is a pastor, the reason there is a prophet, is not to determine who will be the next president of a country. It's not. In the New Testament, no prophet determined who was the next king. No, you can't find. So if you are using the typology to, to bring it to our presence, you are getting it wrong. You are getting it wrong. The prophets in the church of God was not to determine who becomes the minister of a state. That has got nothing to do with God. Salvation. People growing in the Lord. Men being saved. The gospel being spread is the will of God. Pause here. Let's go and look for the will of God. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. We God. First mm-hmm. Timothy chapter 2, the verse 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God. For this is Lord. good and acceptable. Okay, start from 1. He this says, one. finally, hey, I exhort therefore, I exhort therefore that, first of all, that first of all, most importantly, Supplications, supplications, prayers, prayers intercession, intercession should be made, for all men. be made for all men. You should pray for men. Why do we have to pray for men? For kings and for he all He says you should pray for kings and everybody who is in authority. That we may lead a quiet So and that we will live a quiet and a peaceable life where people will not be stealing honesty. our money. The, the end result of that is in the fourth. We live a peace and a quietable, a quietable life. Why? Twasso. Verse 3. Mm-hmm. For this is good and acceptable. For this is good and acceptable before God. In the sight of God our Savior. Uh-huh. Who will have all Who will? The will of God is that what? Will have all men. All saved. men to be what? Saved. To be rich? Saved. To be what? Saved. To be saved. Uh-huh. And to come unto the knowledge, and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Of the truth, the will of God is that men are saved, and then men come to the knowledge of the truth. That men will come to the knowledge of the gospel. When men come to the knowledge of the gospel, we will live a peace and acceptable life. We will be enjoying life. But when we don't know the truth and we think the more cars you have, the more houses you have is a proof of God's blessing. Why would they steal our money? Because we'll come to church and we'll be motivated with covetousness. That all through church, all it is is material. I see you buying a new car. I see you making it. You are the next line. You are about to drive a car that nobody has driven before. Then we are saying, Amen! Jesus! Then we take money, we come and drop there. That is what we are doing, and we never saw Jesus do that. Except you have your own Jesus. Except you have your own Bible. Except you have your own manual. 
You can do anything you like. But the manual of church that is in the Bible is not about material things. And there are proofs of it. Before Jesus came, people made money. And if the church will be honest with ourselves, there are more people with money who don't go to church than people who go to church. So how did the church become the factory of manufacturing money? Is somebody here? So go back. Why was prophet evangelist established? Back to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians he chapter gave four. gifts to men. Some as prophets, evangelists. Not to be fighting over who was accurate in the prophecy of the election. Hey. Why were prophets given? For the perfecting. For the, the perfecting. The word perfecting there. In the Greek, the original word is equipping. For the nurturing of the saints, Christians. For Christians to grow up in their spiritual life is the reason God established in the church prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. Not for the world. No prophet in the New Testament was established for a government. It is not true. You can do effectively what you are not supposed to do at all. And the strange and dangerous thing about Christianity is that you can be a pastor. I have been there. Men will clap for you. The world will celebrate you. Prophet Gilbert is sharp. Prophet Gilbert is accurate. I have prophesied through the years for different politicians to, to win an election. And the funny thing is that how many of them were even saved? So to what end? I use the power of God for you and you still remain your unbeliever. And I, I think it's God. When God's heart desire is that men will be saved. And at the end of your prophecy, it is cash you got. And the person remained intact. No spiritual growth. That's why we have people coming to church. They are getting their miracles. But ask them, can they quote four scriptures? Have they won a soul? In all their life they have been going to church. Can they count one person who is speaking in tongues because they prayed? But they know the prophets in Ghana. They have all of them. They are number on their phone. But the most important thing, the reason for prophecies, is Christ Jesus. Has it had effect on people's life? For the equipping of the saints, why do the saints need to be equipped? For the work of the ministry. The reason why you have a pastor is that the pastor is to help you to grow in your spiritual life. That when you grow in your spiritual life, you, the church member, will do the work of ministry. There is no born again who has not been mandated by God to preach with your mouth. Not preach with your money. I'll give them money so that they'll go over there. You'll be supporting them from behind. You are backing vocalists. There's nothing like that. Hold on here. Let's go back. Second Corinthians 5. 17. Like a friend of mine will say, 17. Second Corinthians chapter. Open the Bible so you know that it is in the Bible. 
Second Corinthians. Enum. 70. We like the first part of this message. Oh, this scripture, plenty of people know it. But they stop there at where they like and they leave the one God is saying. Mm-hmm. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Uh-huh. Therefore, if any man be in Christ. If any man is in Christ. Is are you in Christ? Am I speaking to people who are in Christ? So somebody becomes in Christ when you accept the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if anyone has received the gospel and is born again, he is what? He's a new creature. Say, I am a new creature. We like that, you know, it's sweet. I am a new creature. And then the second one crying and more feeling. Uh-huh. All things, oh, things are away. passed away. Behold. Oh, say somebody, tell somebody, oh, things are passed away. Fantastic. Things are passed away. Uh-huh. Behold, all Behold. things are become all things, new. Say all things have become new. Brethren, that's not the end of that scripture. He was telling you, now that you are a new creation, what has become new? But you stop it. Then we shout it. Even the 19th Grammy, it was my favorite. <laughs> oh, the 19. No. But me 19, Verse 19. 19. To wit that God to was it. in Christ. To wit that what? God was in God Christ. God was in Christ. Reconciling, reconciling the world unto himself. Unto himself. Not imputing their And God was not counting people's sins. I came to tell somebody, if you're in Christ, God doesn't count your sins. Amen. We like that one. But that's not the end of that scripture. He says, God will not count your sins. So that what will happen? And has committed unto us. And he has done what? Committed unto us. Who are the us? The new creation. The one that all things are passed away. God says he has committed to you. You. Everybody who claims to be a new creation, God has committed to you what? The word of reconciliation. The word of reconciliation, which is the gospel. So every Christian has been committed the gospel. So think about it. If your boss in the office commits to you a file or files or an assignment in the office that. Johnson, this is what I expect you to be doing every time. And you neglect it. Think about it. God has committed to us the word of reconciliation. The gospel that makes people who are not Christians to become Christians. The gospel that makes people who are not children of God to become children of God. Bible says God has committed it to you and I. But you, that's not what you are looking for. You are looking for money. Anointing for breakthrough. Double, double. Everything is double, double. Promotion, double, double. Misaka, misaka, misaka. Misaka, awareno. Misaka. Terena, sorry, I do. And sorry, you dear, sir, you dear, sir, you dear, sir. This year, me to Oh, 
God has committed to you and I the ministry to us. Have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. The word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors. He says now then. The moment you become a Christian. You are what? Ambassadors for Christ. And ambassadors. He says you are ambassadors of Christ. As though God did beseech you. As though God is doing what? Beseech you. God is besieging you. By us. By us. We pray you in Christ's stead. Uh-huh. Be ye reconciled be to ye God. Be ye reconciled to God. So God is pleading for men to be saved through you. And you have packed somewhere. You want to be the richest born again Christian ever lived. That's not a bad plan. But every one of us, a ministry has been given to us. Something that is on the heart of God. He has committed to you and I. And I thought through years of running Yaka House. When we ever went for evangelism. Out. No crusade. Personal. One on one. There are some things. You can pretend as if you are not the one they are talking to. But you are the one. You are here. You are here. That God has committed to you. Men's salvation. So if Christ is to come today. What account are you going to give? How many people are saved on your watch? Some people can campaign for political parties. Eh? If they tell you how many people they convinced to vote for their party. Some went on the road. Yesterday I was telling them during our meeting that... Some politicians, when you come to church and tell them to go for evangelism, they will tell you, oh. Some people think evangelism is below them. But when they are looking for votes, go and ask that man who went to pound fufu. They come pound fufu. Fry akala. You know akala? Eh? Because of votes. They go to the grassroots. They call it grassroots. Even if you are watching, they will come and watch with you. For vote, vote. Vote that lasts for four years. Vote, you can't even secure whether the person will vote for you. Then go out and preach for the salvation, eternal salvation of men. And you think you are too big. It's committed to us. So the reason why judgment begins in the house of God is that he is committed to us. So when he comes, he is coming to ask you, I committed to you the salvation and development of men. I want my report. I want my report. 
How many people got saved because of you? How many people are doing the work of ministry? How many people did you preach to who are preaching to and preaching to and preach to people? And men are doing mighty things because of you. Sometimes I know some of the things I say sounds ridiculous, but it's Bible, so maybe the Bible is ridiculous. There was never a time Jesus, them had church service or Paul or Peter, and they were doing choreography. No, stop that. No. Why 2K dances? Come and somersault in the church. There's so many things we do in church, you can't find it in the Bible. Human creation. And in the church, there is a manual of how church service should run. That's the point. Our modernization, our modern whatever, doesn't affect the manual. I've told you, God is not against your talent. Use your talent outside to make money. It's important. But the church is not a place we bring comedians to to come and make us laugh because we are sad. Or the church, so that the service will be very nice. Do you understand that the gathering of saints is a gathering of, it's a spiritual thing. Do you know even having an auditorium for church started not long ago? The nature of the thing that has to be done. They were doing cell groups. They were meeting in people's houses. Making sure everybody understands what we are doing. And we kept multiplying. They're having a church building after the death of Christ started not long ago some few years ago so it was not about how big my crowd was that you are looking at crowd and you are calculating Charlie so be out to 200 somebody called me that I've lost my mind that the greatest market day of the year I missed it I said what is that said 31st night is the biggest market day in every church. Waboka, so for Waboka. I'm like, really? Now the church has become a market, and it has the big market day. Oh yeah, yeah. The normal offering corner at 4k. And sana sewing into the year. Was it so for anyone who two days and sana here can you? Now the umba won't go school. I won't just go fees. I was shocked. Then I'm sure I lock it. Some I record. Can I record? They are saying, "Yeah, my was sorry for some money." So we market market products. So that's okay. So that means to some people, 31st is a market day. You two, you think you are jumping into the new year. 
you, it is spiritual to you. The one organizing it, it is a business center. <laughs> oh, I remember. I think it was 1998. Either 1998 or 2000. Lapel Mike had just started coming into town. I remember... My pastor told me the story. He says it happened to his friend. My pastor then, 1998, 2000, was Prophet Usu He told me that they were all rushing to go and get some of this lapel. So his friend got one. Then he was, those days we do all night. Ah, Friday night. You even get a place. So during the all night, as they started, man of God was just about to minister. Then he realized he was having tummy tumbling. So he said he wants to rush to the washroom and come back. He forgot that the new thing he has. The lapel was right here. So when he entered the place, he decided the excitement of the crowd. He decided to call his friend. Man of God. He's forgotten that everything he's saying is going to the auditorium. Fools, they have come. The way I will collect them. You know, when you're having a conversation and somebody is also giving you fans. It makes you say, yeah, I mean, who are Kobe? There's a guy, big stomach, we can't afford to sit down. But the cartoon, this is all about He took, oh, he took time to say all he wants to say. Say, I'm going to talk about it. So he finished when he got to the church. Everybody has stopped church. (laughs) Because the mindset is different. Christ established the church. So we train men. Back to Ephesians 4. Says he gave. It is Jesus who gave a prophet. It is Jesus who gave an apostle. It is Jesus who gave an evangelist. And he says the reason he gave men to be prophets, teachers, evangelists was for what? For the perfecting of the saints. For the equipping, the nurturing of Christians. For the work of the ministry. For the work of ministry. For the edifying of the body He of says Christ. for the edifying of, of the, the body, body of, of Christ. Christ. Uh-huh. Till we all come till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God and of the knowledge unto a perfect man, the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So my duty is to equip you to the knowledge of the Son of Man, so you reach that spiritual level. That you expected to attain. That is the reason for church. 
And because when we gather, there is the power of God, the power of God can solve your problems. The power of God can heal. The miraculous hand of God works in the gathering of saints. But miracles was never a reason there was a church service in the Bible. Problem. Did never, problems never brought them together. They never gathered because they had a problem. So that the whole service is dedicated to solve problems. Never. If we'll be honest with ourselves, problems don't come to an end. You're either in one, coming out of one, or going into. So if all you do, that's why you can be drinking all manner of oils. You bath some, rub some, inhale some. Because problems are common with men. Challenges, our desires can never. Said it on Thursday. If you think all your desires will be met in 2021, you are having a very bad desire. You'll be disappointed. People can buy something in a shop today and return it for another one. The desire of man, it doesn't come to an end. So, next point. The local church can be described as the gathering of believers. The local church can be described as the gathering of believers. Who are members of the church universally. The local church can be described as the gathering of believers who are members of the church universally. In a particular location, at a particular time, and on a particular day in the week, in a particular location, at a particular time, and on a particular days in the week. Hebrews chapter 10. The apostles spoke, spoke about this. Let's look at some scriptures to see the need for a local church. Why you must belong to a local church. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Hebrews chapter 10, the verse 24 and 25. And let us consider one another. He says, let us consider one another. To provoke unto love and So we works. provoke unto love and unto good works. Not forsaking the assembly And of we ourselves. should not forsake the coming together of one another. Together. 
as the manner of some is. As the forsaking of our gathering has become some people's lifestyle. But exalting one but another. But we should exalt one another. So much the more as ye see the day approaching. We should exalt one another so much more. He says in these times is when you should encourage men, brothers and sisters, to take coming to church serious. Seeing the day is approaching. This is the time. If you have encouragement to encourage a brother, a sister, to not forsake the gathering of the saints, this is the time. Provoke. Provoke the person unto good works. Next point. The writer of Hebrew instructed believers. The writer of Hebrew instructed believers who are members of the church not to forsake the gathering of believers in the local church. It was an instruction not to forsake the gathering of believers in the local church. He actually instructed believers to increase the frequency of their gatherings. Why did he say that? Why did he say they should increase their frequency in the gathering of the saints? Verse 24 again. Hebrews chapter 10, the verse 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love to provoke unto love and to good works. And to good works. Let's take the words one after the other. The word consider. Consider is the Greek word K-A-T-A N-O-E-O, K-A-T-A-N-O-E-O. It means to observe fully. The word consider in the Greek implies to observe fully. It also refers to paying attention to one another. So, if you fix it in the scripture, it will be, let us pay attention unto one another and provoke. Let's observe fully. Find out which brother, which sister is lacking in the gathering of the saints. Observe fully. Pay attention to one another. The word provoke is the Greek word P-A-R-O, P-A-R-O-X-U-S-M-O-S, P-A-R-O-X-U-S-M-O-S. It implies to incite, to promote. So let's pay attention to one another and incite or promote 
love and good works. And what does he call good works? He says you incite and you promote one another unto good works. And the good works is that we don't forsake the assembling of one another. Are you following? He said we must pay attention to one another to incite one another unto good works which is by love. So the reason you will provoke incite, promote and pay attention to a sister or a brother concerning the gathering of the saints is because you love the person. That is if I love and care about you I have to incite you not to forsake the gathering of the saints. If I love you with the love of God, I must pay attention to your activity and inactivity in the gathering of the saints and provoke you into good works. Provoke you to do the right thing. The word forsaking, not forsaking the assembly. The word forsaking is the Greek word E-G-K-A-T-A-L-E-I-P-O. E-G-K-A-T-A-L-E-I-P-O. I take it again. E-G-K-A-T-A-L-E-I-P-O. P-O. It means to leave behind. To neglect. Or to disregard. To leave behind. To neglect. Or to disregard. So not forsaking the assembly. Means. Don't neglect the assembly. Or don't disregard. The assembling of believers. And the word assembly implies the gathering together. The word assembly implies the gathering together. I'll go over very quick. The word consider, katanio, K-A-T-A-N-O-E-O, it means to observe fully. It refers to paying attention to one another. And then we came to the word provoke. Parozokmos. P-A-R-O-X-U-S-M-O-S. It means to incite or promote. So he says we must pay attention to one another, to incite one another unto good works, which is by love. And then we came to the word not forsaking. The word forsaking is the Greek word E-G-K-A-T-A-L-E-I-P-O. It means to leave behind or to neglect or to disregard. Then the word assembly, it implies the gathering together. 
So it is therefore evident, next point, it is therefore evident that the local church, it is therefore evident that the local church, into bracket, the gathering or assembling of believers, into bracket, the gathering or the assembling of believers together in a definite place, the assembling of believers together in a definite place at a specific time and days plays a vital role in the lives of believers. I will take it again. It therefore, it is therefore evident that the local church, into bracket, the gathering or assembling of believers together in a definite place at a specific time and days play a vital role in the lives of believers. I'll take it for the last time very quick. It is therefore evident that the local church into bracket, the gathering and or assembling of believers together in a definite place at a specific time and days play a vital role in the lives of believers. Hence, the writer instructed believers not to forsake, neglect, or disregard the gathering together of believers. Hence, the writer of Hebrew instructed believers not to forsake, not to neglect, or to disregard the gathering together of believers. As we incite or promote one another unto love and unto good works. Take the last part again. Hence the writer instructed believers not to forsake. Not to neglect or to disregard the gathering together of believers. As when we gather together we incite or promote one another. Unto love and unto good works. That's what Hebrews said. Let's look at what James, Apostle James, what does he have to say about all this? James is after Hebrews. James chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. James chapter 2, the verse 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. My brethren, my brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. Have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love, the, the Lord of glory. The Lord of glory. With respect of persons. With respect of persons. For if they come unto your assembly. If they come unto your assembly. A man with a gold ring. A man with a gold ring. In, in goodly apparel. In goodly apparel. And they come in also. A poor man in vile raiment. And there come in also a poor man 
environment. We'll be getting deep into those things. So for the next few weeks, we'll be talking about conduct in the, in the house of God, in the local church, how we should behave ourselves, what we can do, what we can do, according to what the Bible says. So here is James also talking about the gathering of saints. So that it is not only in Hebrew or Paul who is talking about us coming together. The Apostle James also asked to that. In the verse 1, he referred to his audience as brethren. He says, my brethren. And we have said in some few weeks back that brethren means you come from the same womb. So all those who are saved... So when we come to the house of God, we are brothers and sisters. We are brothers and sisters. When you come to church, anybody who is saved just like you are saved is your brother, is your sister. That's why you see in Acts of Apostles, they are called Brother Paul, Brother Peter, because they see themselves as family, because we belong to the family of God. Christianity is a family. Christianity is a family. Christianity is God's family. So when you are a Christian, you are part of God's family. So James refers to his audience as brethren, that is those who have the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. These were the same people he referred to as being begotten of the Father in chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. James chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. Every good and perfect he gift. He says every good and perfect gift. Is we are from reading above. James 1, 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above. And cometh and down, come from, down the from the Father of, of light, light. With whom is no variableness. Mm-hmm. Neither shadow of turning. Uh-huh. Of his own will. Of his own will has he given birth to us. With the word of truth. With the word of truth. So we were given birth to. In the family of God by the word of truth. That the gospel sh- is what gave birth to us. So the reason you are my brother or you are my sister is that what saved me is what saved you. We were begotten by the word of truth. Are you following? We were begotten by the word of truth. That we shall be a kind of the first fruit of his creation. So James in chapter 2 was referring to the gathering of believers or the local church when he said, my brethren have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ with respect to persons. Now, James chapter 2, verse 2 again. James chapter 2, the verse So James is now giving us an instruction when it comes to, when we come to church and a rich man comes there. What does he say? James chapter 2, the verse 2. For if there come unto your assembly. If there come unto your what? Assembly. Your assembly. That is your local church. 
a man with a gold and ring. a man with a gold ring in goodly apparel in goodly apparel and there come in also a poor and man and the same time there also raiment. comes in a poor man in vile raiment in vile raiment and ye have respect and you have respect for to gold him ring that weareth the gay clothing and say unto him sit thou here in a good place and and say so that means poor, that when we come to church and we give rich people special seat is against the bible and all the churches are against the Bible. There was special place for big stomach people in the church. <laughs> Please read it again. We see so many things we do. What churches for? Is the Bible? Oh, we've not just been reading it well. Every conduct is in the Bible. I'm telling you, how we should behave ourselves. What is done, what is not done, that's what in the next weeks we are going to look at. So this is the first one. He says if we come to church and a man comes in with a gold ring and another comes in with no nice dress. Uh-huh. And there's three. And ye have respect to And him. we have respect for somebody because of material atadie. We have respect because of finances. What has happened? And we have, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, hey, or sit here here under my footstool. <laughs> you know how much we bought the chairs? Must I let them go and sit at the back there? No, no, let, let them start. And when they start, they can still see us. Please, this is what James is saying. One, James gave an instruction not to act partially towards a man. The instruction of James to the church is not to act partially towards a man in the assembly or the local church on the basis. I'll take my time and repeat it. James' instruction to us as a local church is not to act partially towards men in the local church or assembly on the basis of social status or wealth acquired. We should not act partially towards any man on the basis of their social status. Whether you are MP or PM, there is no special seat in the house of God for anybody. Especially with social status. We don't sit people in church based on social status or wealth they have acquired. Know that in the house of God, we don't sit people because they is the MD or CEO of a certain company. That is not done in church. 
what James was addressing was unfair attitude either by ushers. Some ushers are like that. Or her sister in bag look kutana. man a special seat. Are you sure this is the church you are coming to? Or you are lost? Are you here? James chapter 5 verse 14. Same James. James chapter 5 verse 14. Mm-hmm. Is any sick among you? If anybody is sick among us, let him call, let for, him the call for the, the elders church, of the church and let them pray over him. And let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil. Anointing him with oil Lord. in the name of the, the Lord. Lord. Elders of the church implies that there are some in the church who have been given oversight functions. Elders of the church implies that there are some who have been given oversight functions over believers in the local church. So the elders he was talking about here was not elders of your family. So when you see, oh, maybe your opinion about sorry, no. The word elders here was referring to people who have oversight. Sometimes, what we call now bishops, in the Bible are called elders. Bishop is not promotional. The word bishop is not anointing. When somebody is called bishop, it's not because the person is very anointed, or very powerful, or very, very, whatever very we want to vary. The word bishop in Bible not in outside Bible. In Bible, is just an overseer, shepherd. Obi Osheni Paso. So if you meet Grand Bishop, Bagan Hai, they won't give me. A bishop is simply an overseer. So if I send you to go and oversee even two people somewhere, you are the bishop of the two people. It's just an overseer. Anybody, if I give you three, three members, that every Tuesday you are going to meet three people and teach them the word, you are what? Bishop. All those plenty clothes we are wearing, it's just decoration. It's not in the Bible. It's true. Nobody in the New Testament was given any clothes because they are bishop. All that... All that they have been wearing is the Old Testament priest. Though. They cry, they are not born again. Those things you see people wear with all those things they wear. It's not New Testament. Though. Oh. Even after Moses, Moses was just using something to typify. We have turned it into a fashion. I didn't write the Bible. I have to explain the Bible to you. So I'm not speaking against anybody. I'm just teaching you the Bible. I'm telling you. So that even though I'm your bishop, you won't see me wearing anything or wearing any hat or cap or belt or big cross. Is that it is nowhere. After the death of Christ, Peter was a bishop. He never wore anything. There was no a ceremony that was organized. And they broke horns 
to pour on anybody's nose or head. It's nothing like that. Yes, people were called, prayed for. Some of them actually, they even anointed their, they didn't use horn. You see, the anointing, although it's just, they call it in the Old Testament, it was concentration. Consecration. It means you have been set apart. That's what it is. And when the Holy Ghost came, he set us apart. So we don't need to do the things that those who didn't have the Holy Ghost were doing. Because they didn't have the Holy Ghost, the power of God, they were using things to signify the Holy Ghost. And then we have the Holy Ghost in us, and we are also doing what they were doing. Is that not confusion? Then the moment somebody is made a bishop or called a bishop, when they wear that thing, peace be unto you. Hmm. 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 Okay. The word elder. Let me give you the Greek word. P-R-E-S-B-U-T-E-R-O-S. Presbuteros. <laughs> it sounds like presbytery. Right? P-R-E-S-B-U-T-E-R-O-S. It implies those who are matured. Hence, James taught order in the local church. Hence, James taught order. So in our local church, there's an order. There's a way things are done, and there is authority in the church. You can't do away with spiritual authority in the church. So note this. In the local church, a believer's spiritual needs are attended to by the elders of the local church, and not just any believer. In the local church, a believer's spiritual needs are attended to by the elders of the local church and not just any believer. It says when anybody is sick, when there is an issue, call the elders. So there is a way things are done. You don't just come here and start laying your hands on anybody like you like. No. There is an order in every institution. There's a way things are done. And then the elders can delegate some people. Let these two brothers go and pray for so and so person. It is done. Then they have given their authority to the person. Is that clear? So in essence, James taught love. orderliness and spiritual authority in the assembly of believers which is the local church. I take that again. In essence, James taught love, he taught orderliness and he taught spiritual authority 
in the assembling of believers in a local church. So in every local church, there is love, there is order, there is spiritual authority in every local church. Let's look at Peter. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation. But you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. You are a royal priesthood. And holy nation. You are. It's not you will be a holy nation. You are a holy nation. A peculiar people. You are a peculiar people. That ye should show forth the praises that of him. That you should show forth the praises of him. Who has called you who out. Who had called you where? Out. Out of, darkness, of what? Of darkness. darkness into, into his, his marvelous light. Into his marvelous light. So when he talks about that, he's talking about who? Which people have been called out into their marvelous light? Believers. The church. So he says the church is a royal generation. You are a holy generation. A royal priesthood. We are a chosen generation. We are peculiar people, a holy people. And we have been called forth. Believers are called forth to show the praises of our God. The word generation. Genos, G-E-N-O-S, it simply means a nation or an offspring. So we are a chosen nation or a chosen offspring. It can refer to either an individual Or collective set of people. Generation can, genus, genus, can refer to either an individual or a collective set of people. Here, Peter was referring to a collective set of people. Then he says, We are royal priesthood. The word priesthood. Is the Greek word H I E R A H Y E H I E R A T E U M A H I E R A T E U M A a sacred order. The word priesthood implies a sacred order. The word nation is the Greek word etonus, E-T-H-N-O-S, E-T-H-N-O-S. It implies a tribe or a race. So we are a holy race or a holy tribe. So holiness is not something we attain. It is who we are. You are a holy nation. Did he say, you will become a holy nation? No. Note that Peter here was dealing with a spiritual fact 
these things he's saying is a spiritual fact that nothing can change it. We are royal priesthood. It's a spiritual fact. Somebody's opinion can't change that. That's who we are. God has made you a royal priesthood. God has made you a peculiar person. You are a holy nation. It's a spiritual fact. And these facts points to those who are of the household of faith or the household of God. All that Peter said, he's talking about God's children. We that have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. We are those he's talking about. What Peter said, Paul also had said that in Colossians chapter 1 verse 12 and 13. Look at Colossians. So Paul is agreeing with Peter that as Christians, we are what spiritually he says we are. Colossians chapter, chapter 1, verse 12, chapter 1 and 13. verse 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. Giving thanks unto the Father. Giving thanks unto the Father. Which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He has made us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who hath delivered us he from has the delivered power of us from the power of darkness. And has translated, and has translated us, us into the kingdom of his dear son. He has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Son. Hallelujah. Look at Peter's instruction to us. First Peter chapter 5, 1 to 5. First Peter chapter 5, the verse 1 to 5. Mm-hmm. The elders which are... So James spoke about elders. Peter is also telling us about elders. He says, the elders which are amongst us, I exhort, I exhort, whom I, who I also an elder and a witness of the sufferings who of Christ. Who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and, of, huh? and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Mm-hmm. Feed the flock of God. He says, feed, elders. Feed the flock of God, which is among you, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof. Taking the oversight. That's why I told you that elders are like bishops. They are like pastors. They oversee. Elders feed. Elders oversee. Uh-huh. Not, not by constraint. They are not doing this by constraint. But willingly. But they do it willingly. Not for filthy liquor. And they don't do this work for filthy liquor. But of a ready mind. But of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's inheritance. He says the, the pastor or the overseer, he doesn't do his work as if he's lording over God's children. But being examples, but an elder is an example 
to the flock. To the flock. And when the chief shepherd so shall appear, so that when Jesus shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory aha. that fadeth not away. Aha. Likewise, Likewise. ye younger, you submit younger, yourself submit unto yourself the unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. And be clothed with humility. And be clothed with humility. For God resisteth because the proud. Because God resists the proud. And giveth grace and to God the God giveth grace to the humble. To the humble. I said we'll be looking at conduct in the house of God from next week. This is an instruction from Apostle Peter to the church. The elder, the elder is talking about people with spiritual positions in the church. That when you are given a position in the church, it's not to lord over anybody. But you must be humble and you become an example to others. And the rest of us who are not elders, when somebody is made an elder, whether you are older than a person or not, as long as the person has been made an elder in the house of God, you humble yourself. You don't bring your class age. Do you know the time I finished secondary school? And so what? Yes, here the report never anka we be no we nyunya o school. Mama me hunu no biawa ha. Some people is only your children you can lie to. When I was in school, I was the first. The day we meet your headmaster Wudo. Some people can just bring their physical status into church to come in because you know who I am. You know. If you really are somebody, you don't have to tell us. Ah, if the president comes here, will you be acting with this? Because you are nobody, you have to tell us, do you know, we have to be acting. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Because you are nobody, brah. Let's take some people. I have two minutes and I'm done. Two minutes. So, number one, in the text we just read in 1 Peter 5, 1 to 5, the first point is that in the verse 2, Peter instructed the elders, matured believers, who have oversight function, said the elders are matured believers, not maturity in age, if maturity in age, Timothy was a teenager. Majority of Jesus' disciples, they were teenagers. Their boss was just 30 years. So maturity is talking about spiritual maturity. So I said in verse 2 of 1 Peter chapter 5, it was an instruction to elders into bracket, matured believers with oversight functions. In this church, after pastor, you have coordinators. So it's like talking to coordinators. To feed the flock. To feed the flock. To feed the flock. This priest supposes that he was referring to the local assembly or the gathering of believers. When he says feed the flock. Oversight over them. Teach them the word. Next point, Peter admonishes 
Peter admonishes, saying, time Where's attack? Is it ordinary or is the thing? <laughs> Peter admonishes those with oversight functions to ensure that the flock, which is members of the gathering, are well fed with the word to the end that they mature and grow spiritually. I'll take that point again. It's my last but one point. I said Peter admonished those with oversight functions to ensure that the flock of God, which are members of the members of the gathering, they are well fed with the word to the end that they mature and grow spiritually. That is to say that the elders have the responsibility to feed the flock where the flock refers to believers in the local church. So, the journey of the local church just began. What you can do, what you can't do, what to say, what to not say. If somebody does something to you in church, what do you do? How do we refer to each other? All these things in the local church is the teachings for the next few weeks in this season. We are dealing with the local church. Now I've come to church. What is expected of me? What can I do? What can I not do? Can I say anything? Can I express my mind? Can I do this? Can I wear anything? Can I sing anything I like? All these things, not from ideologies or what we saw in some of this church. What does the Bible say? Amen. I trust you have learned something today. Shall we rise up?